friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, November the 18th. And whenever you are listening to this, wherever you are, I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness, my my friends, as we close our liturgical year this year. With the feast day, you know, we used to just simply call it the Feast of Christ the King. Uh, And uh, when we got our new uh, um, what I would say, Missile Romanum, the Roman Missal, uh, took place at the Sacramentary. Gosh, that was 2011, so that would be 11 years ago now. Uh, they, they just redid the title and made them a little more flowery and poetic. So now it is called The Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, which I kind of like that, you know? The Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the Universe. We, we begin our liturgical year, as you know, uh, at the beginning of time, before the Christ has come, and we wait and we long for until in the liturgical year Christ comes and heaven and, and earth unite. And, uh, and, and we follow that, that life and we celebrate, or not celebrate, we, we die with Christ, but celebrate Christ's life and, and resurrection and the coming of the Spirit and the indwelling of the church. And we follow that liturgical calendar all the way until the end of time, which is what this feast day reminds us of. It, I mean, it encapsulates that, that, uh, that coming of the end, um, that, that feast Uh, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. And so we celebrate Christ's lordship, not only over all of creation, all of the universe, but we celebrate Christ's lordship within our lives, which truth be told, I think is really what Christ is looking for. Um, I don't want to say what Christ is looking for. That's really arrogant of me. Uh, But I really believe, I guess, um, that the place Christ most often loves to reign, if I can use that word, uh, is in the hearts of uh, God's people uh, throughout wherever that would be. And, and not just people, I guess all of creation. You know, we, we believe that idea that Paul says all of creation moans and it groans and it, it uh, yearns for Christ. In whatever way that is, may we... Uh, today, um, give ourselves uh, to that Lordship of Christ. Boy, there was an introduction, huh? That's that's what we're going to celebrate this weekend. So the readings, wonderful readings as always. It really, again, kind of counterintuitive though. Uh, you're going to see the the thread, I think. Uh, okay, first reading is going to be out of the sec- book of Second Samuel, chapter five, verses one to three. So a pretty short one. Second Samuel. Chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. Then uh, we are going to finish, excuse me, with uh, Luke, chapter 23. This will be the last weekend for the year of Luke, right? Then we're going to start getting into Advent. We'll, We'll go back into the year of Matthew. But Luke 23, verses 35 to 43. As always, forgive me if this is just uh, annoying or boring you because you know exactly what I'm going to say. Settle yourself before you hear the word of God. Open yourself, invite the Holy Spirit to say, okay, um, find, a, find a home within me. And what we're looking for is a, a word, a phrase, an idea, and let the Spirit of God place that in your mind and heart, and let that be where God meets you today and this week 
as you chew on that, as you just uh, look at it from all angles and invite God and ask God, what are you trying to teach me through this word, through this phrase, through this idea? Let's break open God's word. A reading from the second book of Samuel. In those days, all the tribes of Israel came to David in Hebron and said, Here we are, your bone and your flesh. In days past, when Saul was our king, it was you who led the Israelites out and brought them back. And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel and shall be commander of Israel. When all the elders of Israel came to David in Hebron, David, King David made an agreement with them there before the Lord, and they anointed him king of Israel. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so let's uh, then break open God's word within the gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the of the Jews. Now, one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are, su- are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, brothers and sisters, this is one of those gospels where I'm like, how on earth can I build upon that? It is so beautiful. There is nothing that I could say that is more effective than the word of God that we just heard. Ah, That story cuts us, doesn't it? Jesus on the cross between two thieves, one reviling and one humble enough, one um, had the correct eyeglasses on, can we say that? Had the correct vision to see who and what indeed Jesus was even there on the midst of the cross. Why on earth, my friends? Would those who select the lectionary readings select that reading for the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the universe? Let's go back and let's start with this. Let's start with the fact that David, that's right, right? Second Samuel, that's the reading we, uh, we heard. David is being 
crown the king of Israel. Now, this wasn't until Saul had passed away. And the people had been and thinking David might be king, or some of them wanting to crown David king for quite some time. But David had been elusive because David, even when Saul was attempting to kill him and hunt him down, it's a wonderful story if you don't know it, uh, refused to harm Saul because he was the king, refused to step into that kingship because God had already crowned, if I can use that term, or chosen, let's use that one, I like that better, a king, a king, a ruler, a head over the peoples. And for David to presume that throne would have been his own uh, ego, his own agenda, rather than God's. And God would not, um, or, or excuse me, David would not succumb to that. So you know, I'm 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 giving I'm doing this podcast from from Wisconsin. Um, those of you who have listened for a while know that. Those who are new just know I am a lay Catholic minister over on the east side of the state of Wisconsin in the diocese of Green Bay. And for us in the United States, this idea of kingship, queenship, lordship, uh, royalty, it's a foreign one. Has been for what 250 years now, or whatever that is. But if we could sit with our brothers and sisters from, gosh, England right now, uh, who has, by the way, a new king, right? King Charles III. And ask them, what does that mean to you? Because to, to, to me, and I suspect to many of us, that idea is just, it's just a foreign one. Um, and, and might be one of, of, of dominion, domination, uh, you know, I, I mean, again, we, we um, chose to, to sever the chains of that in, in, you know, 1776 from then on. And, and so we can only perhaps look at, at, at kingship uh, through that lens. But I, I don't think that's the fullness of it. And I think that we would do well to, to ask the question of, of those who have a monarch in whatever form that is, and to listen and say, help us understand, what does that mean to you? Um, and again, I, I come back to that word, that idea of chosenness. That, and again, forgive, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say things, and I may be putting my words into the mouths of people that would say, Joe, that's completely wrong. But that idea of chosenness, that it is not simply, hey, uh, again, my own agenda like David, but that somehow the voice of God is involved in that idea. For those of us who are Catholic, I think the closest idea that we can get if we do not live in a state that has a monarch would be the papacy. That we trust the, the movement of the Spirit within the College of Cardinals when they come together uh, and, uh, and in prayer and in openness to say who and where does that, that chosen uh, uh, spirit of God, who does that rest upon? And, uh, and, and certainly the church is set up in a, in a monarchical way, at least, well, gosh, let me say that's an incredibly wrong thing to say based on Vatican II and the documents. Um, but uh, but it can ease, we can easily fall prey to that as I just did. Um, so anyway, remember this, 
well, gosh, I could say so many things. <laughs> this is wonderful podcasting as I sit here and think in my head and silence is there on the other end for, for y'all. Um, David, I mean, you remember the story of David, right? That David was not from a wealthy family. David was not um, the strongest in the family. He was not the oldest. He was not the wealthiest. He was not the most known. In fact, his, his father, Jesse, right? When, uh, when the prophet comes to, to anoint the next king, um, brings in his sons one by one before the prophet, and, uh, and, and the prophet rejects each one of them. And, and finally, the prophet looks at, at Jesse and says, well, is that all of them? Did, did we miss this, you and me? And, and Jesse's like, well, no, there's, there's one more. He's out there shepherding. I didn't even think he's worth bringing in. And, of course, they bring him in, and that's the one immediately that is anointed, right? That's what we're talking about here, that, at least that image, that it's the least. Remember this, my friends. You and I have been baptized priest, prophet, and king. Priest, prophet, and king. And, and I think it's incredibly important that we remember that, that, that in our priestly baptism doesn't mean we are ordained and we're going to jump up behind the altar. What it means is that priest is that connecting point, right, between heaven and earth. Uh, particularly what we would look at the ordained priesthood in that moment behind the altar uh, during the consecration, right? Heaven and earth are joined in that Eucharist, but not only there, in that priestly act, but you and I are called to be priests. We are the lay priesthood. And we too are called to connect heaven and earth in wherever, whenever, however, uh, the, the Holy Spirit invites us into that. But that is our mission as the baptized. We are called to be prophet, prophetic, to, to speak about what the kingdom of God looks like and what it invites us to in the here and now right? Uh, thus says the Lord. I mean, our prophetic is not to, to, to tell the future. It is to say the kingdom of God is at hand and to live that and, and into, into existence. Well, and the, the kingly, queenly, lordly role is that of shepherd here, right? That's what we see. Not one that says, Hey, um, look at me. Not one of, uh, well, as what, what did Lord say, you know, what, five, six years ago? It's not about crystal, Maybach, diamonds on your timepiece. Tigers on a gold leash. Huh? No. It's about servant leadership. It is about shepherding. And if we don't see that in the story of David, well, just go to the gospel that we did, right? That the whole idea of kingship is to love even to the point where that love, um, that love, uh, well, what's, what am I trying to say? That we die to our own stuff in order that another may know they are loved. I, I know what I say is true. Now, listen, I, I also know that I don't do this well. And, and so please, um, if you know me and you're listening, uh, don't let example get in the way 
of of what I what I believe to be where, where our God is calling us in this, that um, we are called into being that role of servant leader. Uh, those of you who know Father Carl here in the Kiel, New Holstein, St. Anne area, right? He he often will use that those two words when he says we are baptized priest, prophet. He doesn't say king. He says priest, prophet, and servant leader. And even though that's not what the right says, he's pointing to the right thing. He, he really is because the Gospels are pointing us there. Because these readings point us there. That David, that David, who was the servant leader, this man after God's own heart, um, is the one that God invites up. And he, he did not do it of his own accord, but he did it waiting for God to invite and choose through the people, through uh, that, that image of their flesh and bone, as they say. You know, this whole idea of Jesus on the cross, my friends. Um, and, and, and maybe this will be the last idea I, I leave us with. Jesus, if we are going to be servant leaders, we, we, can't, we can't enter into that with romantic eyes. We can't enter into that and romanticize the, the, the plight of the poor or romanticize what servant leadership looks like. Um, because what it looks like is difficult. What it looks like is ultimately it's going gonna, it's gonna to invite our death, right? I mean, we, we say, and forgive, I've, I've said this many times, but, but in the Lord's Prayer, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, meaning your, your essence, your, your lordship over our lives, your, your, may your name be kept sacred, and may it be that around which we revolve, may it be the center of our being. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. That idea of saying, okay, Lord, you are king of the universe. We are even inviting that within that prayer, but, but the minute we say, your kingdom come, it implies that my kingdom is not going to come, that my kingdom has to go. Or your will be done, it implies that my will is not going to be done, that my will has to go. And again, it, we can romanticize that and, and make it in our head flowery and beautiful, but in reality, death is hard. And it can be, it can be messy, and it can be hurtful and and all those things, right? The death is not easy. But we are invited, if we are to be servant leaders, to to be that for others. And and Christ was not merely a victim here. He actively chose to love and and not just up until this cross happened, in and through that experience on the cross even to the point where um, he invites the, the good thief, as we call him, Dismas is the name, St. Dismas, uh, into the kingdom. Here's, here's what I want to say. Dismas had the ability to see the, the kingship, the lordship of Christ, even on the cross, when everybody else, right? The, the Romans were mocking him with the sign. The, the powers that be were going by and sneering at him. We heard that. Even the other criminals doing it. Virtually everybody except the women that stayed with him. Now, this is Luke's gospel, so, so the disciple whom Jesus loved isn't here. It's just the women at the feet. And, and dismiss. 
on the cross. They're the only ones who held the vision that God can come in something that looks like self-dying love. That's where the Lordship of God is. That's where the Lordship of Christ looks like. Brothers and sisters, may we have the eyes to see that God who continues to come in new ways, in new disguises, in new uh, faces, in new places for us. And it doesn't look like we think. It doesn't look like power and prestige and, uh, and all kinds of pageantry. It looks like dying so that another may live. May we have the vision to be able to see that in the people and places in our life. May we today be the women at the foot of the cross and dismiss that can recognize the servant leadership. And may it spur us, not in a romantic way, but in a real way, to live that part of our baptismal call that we are called to be servant leader to those around us. Holy Spirit, help us do that the best we can. Let's pray. Based on the gospel today, this will be the rosary verse we, uh, we pray today. And so let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth sorrowful mystery, Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you on this feast day and always. May you and I, may we live as priest, prophet, and servant leader, as our Holy Spirit invites and animates us to do so. Be well, my friends, and God's peace.